Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome to the podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. In today's programme, I want to share with you again some fundamental learning experiences that will help you on your journey to be a better leader, to be a better manager, to be a better coach and whatever we say, whatever niche we're in, whatever walk of life, whatever our, our given roles are, whatever we've fallen into to be a better individual because at the end of the day, I fundamentally believe that that's what it's all about. And if we can make those baby step improvements and we can help and facilitate other people to make those baby step improvements and those little tiny things that make all the difference, then I think that's one of the key things that makes life worthwhile. Now, at the moment, I am quite significantly in the middle of a preparation phase. I'm in the middle of a preparation phase just to give you a little bit of background and to give the story some context and to give the learning some context. I'm just using the personal circumstances I'm in as a as a learning story, really. So it's not about me saying, you know, look at, look at me. It's about using it as a learning experience. So I'm pretty much fundamentally in the middle of a preparation phase of making a logistical change in my work life where I'm going to live I'm going to live in a different area of the world I'm going to live in Asia for a while with a, an opportunity to you know follow a dream follow an ambition and, and coach coach as part of the Bangladesh Football Federation as part of their team of national coaches and that process because it is a process has involved probably because of the type of person that I am in terms of liking to be organized, liking to be efficient and liking to, things to be as as focused as possible has involved a good deal of preparation. Now, any of you out there who've made changes, and I'm sure most of you have at some point, sometimes we're in phases of our life, aren't we, where we are in a, a plateau phase and things seem to be quite static. We might be in the same job. We might be in the same role. We might be in the same position and we seem to get up. We seem to go to work. We seem to do our day's work. We seem to see our clients. We seem to see our players, our staff, our colleagues, our family. We seem to sit down and we may have similar conversations. And how many of us can relate to this fact that actually sometimes things seem to be in that plateau phase? And then all of a sudden something happens and it might be considered by you to be a positive or a negative and, and from that things change because life changes and things push us in certain directions and, and, and facilitate and stimulate and we respond to that. And in this preparation phase, I've been endeavouring as many of you would and I'm sure, you know, if you've got a new job coming up or put yourself in the situation where even just let's let's make it really, really simple that you're going away for a holiday and what do you do when you're going away for a holiday? So you book the holiday, you get it organized, you have dates, 
once you've got the dates, then you set about preparing for that. And as you get closer and closer and closer, you probably start to do more and more and more. Depending upon your personality type, you know, you may well be that amazing person that's happy all the time. And on the day that you're due to go away, you kind of look for your suitcase, you kind of rifle through your drawers for the relevant clothes that you want to take with you. You think, oh, I better get my passport. Um, I'll get some foreign currency at the airport and happy days. You ring a taxi, you ring an Uber and bang, you arrive at the airport with five minutes to spare and you're away on your holiday. Alternatively, you might be the person that books your holiday a year in advance. You kind of lay the clothes out that you're going to take with you on your on a spare bed in a spare bedroom in your house. You go shopping for extra things that you might need. You take medications with you and you may be at that end of the spectrum. Now, one thing's for certain about this, the, the preparations for, for this trip and this change in, in living circumstances and work circumstances is that there's been an ever-growing list of things to do because the things I want to get sorted out, things to do this, things to do with that, things to do with the other, so that when I go, I haven't got to be concerned with things that are left behind that still need to be done. And there's been, and how many of you can can recognize this, there has been that feeling of overwhelm at times where it's 7, 8, 9, 10 p.m. at night time. I've got a list as long as my arm. I've just added another three things to, and I think, wow, I'm just too tired to do anything else. And go to bed and you get up in the morning, don't you? And actually, you've got that renewed energy to do something else. And all this has reminded me, and the, the focus of this was a phrase that I heard probably now 20 years ago from a guy called Bill O'Brien. Bill's past, um, American guy who was a successful IBM leader. He was a, a leader in a business that I was involved in. And Bill, one of Bill's favorite phrases was, aim for the eagle, bag the pheasant, don't eat crow. And how does that relate to this situation? How may it relate to your situation? Simply for me, it means set your sights high, be positive, have an optimistic attitude and approach and aim for the very best that you can. The reality of the situation is in the evening time when things have settled down, when you've been through your actions and you've been through your day of production and responses and proactivity and whatever it is you do in your field with your players, with your staff, in your work environment, with your appointments, your family, whatever it is, is when you take a reflective approach, you probably will find that it may be the same day, it may be a week later, a month later, if it's all in perspective. It may be that you know you haven't quite hit and nailed what it was you set out to do in the beginning, but the chances are that it's considerably better than it would have been if you had done nothing at all and you had accepted what life had doled out to you without making any proactive effort at all so aim for the eagle bag the pheasant and don't eat crow it's like you know i look back now and, and i think okay it would have been absolutely perfect if, if x had have happened it hasn't but actually i would have settled for this and in a little bit more time with a little bit more passage of time we will achieve what we've originally set out to do. It's just the time frame 
because of our human nature of wanting things done probably a lot sooner than the universe is going to allow we don't quite get there in the time frame but actually we do get there eventually so it's aim for the eagle bag the pheasant and don't eat crow which brought me to another point which you know i heard this ages ago and how i'm sure i'm sure 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 most of you have heard this many many times and somebody said with a little bit of tongue in cheek once competition is for losers and what they meant by that was if we set our stall out to compete with other people if we set our stall out to be better than somebody else to be a better team a better individual then if we're not careful and we don't re-evaluate and we don't adjust our value system we will end up being really frustrated and what they're really meaning is that we have to chase and we have to be guided and directed if we want to be happy individuals in our processes and in our endeavors and in our lives by internal values and what that means to me is is about being the very best we can be in our field at any given moment in time so in the leadership of your organization in the organization of your family in the relationships that you have with whoever in your work environment with your colleagues as you drive along the road etc 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 it's all about you know whether that's in an olympic level process or it's what's seemingly a simple conversation with somebody or you know something that just seems mundane in that moment in time can we be driven by what's internal to us rather than being better than somebody else because if we're bet aiming to be better than somebody else we will often and probably always get frustrated at some point but when it's about ourselves we can always 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 get better at doing that and we can compare ourselves with our own internal selves um which has meaning to us because it's all about that internal value system rather than a comparison one and how does that relate to professional sport people sometimes ask how does that relate to olympic athletics how does it relate to the world of competition whereby we have team a against team b we have person b against person a and we have country against country and we embrace all this competition so am i saying that competition is bad and competition is not where it's at absolutely not because the amazing thing about sport and the amazing thing about free enterprise and business and playing fields and the ability to go out there and create and you know build a business or become an, an elite athlete or become you know somebody who creates a, a wonderful organization or somebody who you know whatever it is whatever field you're in is that you know competition attracts people and and we love it we we get so much out of it because it drives us and it inspires us and it, and, it, and it facilitates many things but it's related to so much about being the best that you can be because you know take it down to its simplest form when you turn up 
at your training session, when you turn up at your place of work, at your meeting, wherever it is, at the gym, then the person that is the benchmark for you is yourself at that given time. Because that is the most valuable and the most viable way of you making those baby step improvements. And if you use that internal value system and that internal comparison system, not only will you get better, not only will you have more satisfaction, your life will have more meaning and nobody but nobody but nobody will be able to easily impact your serenity and your state of mind. Granted, a lot easier to to say like everything else than to do, but if you look into a great deal of the philosophy that, that's around and a great deal of the psychology of, of improvement and the, a great deal of the, the sports science that's around, it's often and more often than not now always about learning to be internally driven and not have all that anxiety and all that stress of trying to overcome somebody else. And that reminds me often of a phrase that in football people use an awful lot and I hear it regularly. It might be when you've got a team that's potentially really good. It may be, for example, a team from, if let's just use a, a simple example of a premiership team in a professional football environment playing against a League Two side. Well, in theory, that premiership team should possibly win. You know, if we come up with a computer analysis, probably seven or eight nil. How often does it happen that th- that team wins seven or eight nil? Very rarely. But what might happen is that that often happens is, let me, let me put it like that, is that that successful big team, big finances, big players, the best in the world playing against the little minnows might win one nil. And actually, they don't actually play that well. And the phrase that you often hear is, well, that's okay because you can only beat the team that's in front of you. You can only overcome what it is that's in front of you. And actually, that is a falsehood. Because if you're playing in that game, for example, or you're in that situation in another environment, it's not true that you can only beat what's in front of you. You can set your standards And you can set your stall out so that you can be better than you were last time. And if last time you played a game where you were at standard XYZ and you beat Barcelona 2-0, well, if you let your standards drop because you are playing against a team that you consider to be lesser or you're going to a meeting that you consider to be the people that you're going into the meeting with, unable to compete with you in terms of intellect or or whatever it is, or knowledge, or you're going into an exam, or whatever it is, you're blasé about it. You are being driven by external standards, not internal standards. So I don't believe that that phrase of you can only beat what's in front of you is a true one. I think it's a falsehood. So if we are driven by internal values, our results will be better. And having said that, that led me to want to discuss another great post by Dan Abrahams. Dan, who puts some fantastic things out on social media and um, has done a podcast for the leader manager coach a while ago, which he put out, which is real successful. Dan put an article out this week 
on LinkedIn. And he talked about dealing with, he called it difficult people. And whether we call it difficult people or difficult players, how many times in a day or in a week do you either talk about a situation that involves somebody else that frustrates you or you talk or you think about that situation or you have an internal dialogue about that situation because that person, we, and I, I, I did this yesterday, we judge that individual, that person, and we put them in a bracket or a category of a difficult person. Now, so we take a judgment stance and put that person in a situation or a category that says this person is difficult. Well, if we were empathetic enough to be in their shoes, they would probably put us in that bracket too. Now, without taking judgment on any situation, what Dan talked about, which was really, really good, was the fact that we have a perception that there are probably some people out there who we look up to, who we admire, who we think are real leaders, who, who are people that we, we aspire to be like, who don't go through those challenges of dealing with other individuals, who don't go through the challenges of the internal struggles of temptation, that who you know they might, might look good, they might seem as on the surface that everything is swimming, everything's going well, their financial life is in order, their relationship life is in order, their career or work life is just blooming and blossoming and everything is going for them. And that is how it seems. And the reality of that situation is, number one, that's a comparative process with somebody else that is likely to make you feel negative. And number two, the reality of the situation is probably not as it seems. And number three, as the Stoic philosophy points out regularly, we would be a lot better off keeping our noses in our own business and focusing on our own business and not being overly concerned about how Mrs. Jones or Mr. Jones or Mr. Smith or, or X or Y or Z are doing because it will only create an anxiety within us that is probably based on a falsehood. It's great advice. And relating to Dan's article about dealing with difficult people, you know, the response to that is that we can use that in our own internal value system as a way of improving how we deal with everybody. Because when a situation comes along, it's adopting that amor fati approach, you know, loving what life throws at us, and taking a step back, taking a breath and saying, how can we, how can you, how can I deal with this situation in a better way? Is there a way that I can deal with this? Because, you know, the better we get at what we do, then the more situations that will come along. And, you know, life isn't simple, is it? It's messy. It's complex. It requires thought. It requires patience. It requires us to be analytical at times. It requires us to go through periods of frustration, to not understand what's happening, and to feel like we can't see the way through. And dealing with all our emotional responses internally to all those things that go on as a leader, as a manager, as a coach. Because if you are a leader, if you decide to be a leader, if you decide to be that manager, that coach, that that facilitator, that person who helps and, and, and 
wants to better the people in your care, then you will have more of these challenges. And the better you get at understanding how, you know, you might have to think longer about things, you might have to analyze things a little bit deeper and have more of a a thought process about listening to what people say to understand where they're coming from the greater leader that and, and manager or coach that you will be and that that linked to me very very closely with the internal value system because sometimes we think that the great leaders and the people we aspire to don't come across and don't have those challenges well believe you me yes they do and their challenges are probably greater and bigger and more complex than ours only because they've overcome the things that are bothering us on our way so there's a couple of um a couple of things that were, that were learning experiences this week and and the thing that kind of i wanted to almost finish on really in this podcast was the subject of leverage and force multipliers because we just touched on there the challenges and this podcast has frequently talked about how growth occurs through challenges only. It's not the good times, the ice cream and the cookies and the, the holidays on the beach. It's the cold, wet Friday nights, tired, uh, frustrated, not getting any results. People asking you to do more than you feel you're capable of doing and thinking you're deserving more than you're actually getting out of your what you're giving. And those are the times when we actually, if we can deal with that and move on and um, be patient with it and take our next baby step, we will grow and move on and come to the next challenge. Which leads me to what Brian Johnson talked about. And I've talked about Brian Johnson many times. Again, check out his work on uh, Entheos. It's fantastic. Talks about leverage and force multipliers. And he talks about there are certain things in our psychological armory that will be force multipliers and one of the force multiplier is something that gives you leverage for example in the physical world a tool like a hammer you know if you want to try and knock a nail in if you're trying to do that with um with your hand you're not going to succeed but if you have a hammer which with the same amount of effort will multiply your force you will achieve a success the same thing it's a little bit like having a a, a mobile phone it multiplies your ability to communicate with people in a small amount of time what other force multipliers is brian johnson talking about he is talking about when he talks about psychological force multipliers he is talking about things like having an optimistic baseline attitude so if you start off always with an optimism baseline that over a period of time will multiply the success that you have in your life let's face it not everything by any stretch and probably more the minority than the majority will come off and will give you the results you want. But having a positive attitude will make sure that you set your filter, you set your status, you set your stall out so that you can take advantage of everything that can go your way and you will get the success that you are after if you start off with that optimistic attitude that optimistic approach as your baseline again another force multiplier that is talked about is understanding the fact that probably some people call it murphy's law if something can go wrong it will go wrong so that 
it doesn't surprise you if it does go wrong if it doesn't come off it doesn't knock you off kilter it doesn't make you feel like you've got to have six weeks to recover because actually in the back of your mind you thought you know what there's a good chance that that will happen and if it does happen what we're going to do is we're going to do a we're going to do b and then we're going to do c Yes, it's frustrating, but actually we've got a backup plan. We're going to do A, B, C, and we'll get there in a, a longer time frame, but it doesn't knock us off kilter. We haven't gone to bed and had a duvet day for six weeks, and we don't feel like we've had our legs chopped off. So those are two examples of force multipliers that are part of our internal value system that can help us overcome, can help us be le- better leaders, better managers, and better coaches and maybe we can pass those things on to the people in our you know who look up to us whether it's our players or our athletes or the people in our organizations or our family i hope that's helped um i just um really felt that those things were linked together as a learning experience and uh, i like to pass on learning experiences on the on the podcast if you've got any comments on that, if you want to talk about anything, let me know. It's www.robrowles.co.uk. Love to hear your messages. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, let me know. But as always, I do appreciate listening. Um, it's great to chat and uh, I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.